today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Having gone through the experience multiple times and felt alone or feeling alone through a lot of those experiences, if I can be that, you know, quote unquote, big sister to somebody, that would be success because nobody should have to go through like, you know, those hard experiences by themselves. And and my definition of success has changed over the years. I, I thought it was money. I thought it was social media following. And, and now that I've, you know, hit rock bottom once again, <laughs> I'm just realizing like the more people I can support, it, that's, that's success to me. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I'm I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. You guys are in for a treat today. This is another live coaching episode. I know that you guys really enjoy these episodes. I do, too. Today's guest is so fun for me. We are actually talking about podcasting. But I think that as you hear the conversation that we have, you're going to realize that so much of this, like the way that I'm going to coach the guest through uh, creating a podcast and putting it out into the world, that can happen for your business, for your book, for anything that you're thinking about doing. So definitely grab pen, grab paper, uh, get ready to hit pause because you're going to write a lot of stuff down. And I'm just really excited for you to meet my guest today. I will say this. I met this guest on Clubhouse. So I know that you guys have been hearing me do all of my tutorials and everything around Clubhouse and meeting me in the Clubhouse. But um, we talked for a brief second Clubhouse. I have not talked with her uh, other than before recording this a little bit. So you're going to get to know her just as well as I'm going to get to know her. And this is a really great example of what it would be like if you were to have a session with me or another business coach, um, the kinds of questions that will help someone really discover you and help you with your goals. So I'm going to say hello to Jordy. And Jordy, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, um, thank you so much for having me. My name is Jordy Tiffany. I am currently based out of the Minneapolis area, but I'm relocating to Charleston uh, to start my new adventure in business. I am transitioning from a brand photographer and strategist over to public speaking and podcasting. And yeah, we met on Clubhouse. And yeah, Clubhouse is the <laughs> app for speakers, right? If you like speaking, you'll be in Clubhouse. It was so cool. So Rita was hosting and I asked a question and then we connected later in the DMs and um, the rest is history. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you for trusting me to do this. And thank you for agreeing to have this be an episode. I know that live coaching episodes are so valuable for other people who maybe, uh, for whatever reason, they're just not able to take advantage of coaching right now, or they're going through the same struggle, or they're having the same block. And often when you hear someone else talking through it and you hear both sides, 
it helps my audience get unstuck. So you're really doing something for for them. And I really thank you for trusting all of us to be part of your journey. So what brought you here today is that you are starting a new podcast and you wanted help kind of getting that created, getting that formatted, you know, not the logistical editing part of formatted, but like how it's going to work and how you're going to get listeners for it. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay, so tell me a little bit then around the idea. There's always an idea. So you're like, here's my idea. Here's what I'd like to put out in the world. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely like a in the shower kind of moment where I was like, I talk way too much. And I was like, um, at one point, I remember in like middle school, I just remember my teacher was like, you need your own infomercial because you talk way too much. Fast forward like 15 years. And I think that's what podcasting is. Um, so, so shout out to my history teacher. I'm getting my own infomercial, aka a podcast. And I uh, have two younger sisters, they're twins. And I've always kind of been the, well, of course, I'm the big sister. But I've also been the person that their friends come to. And I've gone through a lot in my life. I have had Lyme disease for 13 years. In college, I was sexually assaulted. And that's something that um, I am planning to talk more about with the speaking side of my business. And now recently, I'm going through an engagement ending and all these things. And through all of it, I just decided that I wanted to be that person that could be the big sister to somebody else going through all of these things. And it might not be the same thing. But you know, a lot of the emotions and experiences and just how people are feeling, especially young women, I, I want to kind of validate them and, and help them to continue writing their stories. Because I think when you're in the bottom of the barrel and you feel like there's no way out, um, somebody kind of giving you a ladder or just shining light on on the escape route is what gets you to that point. And so for me, I want to be that person that can just help people take one more step, even when they just want to just want to stop, throw the towel in and stop right where they are. And uh, so that's where the podcast kind of came from is just me wanting to help other people and, and realizing um, I'm the poster child for quarter life crisis. So I feel like I'm the right person to do this because <laughs> I'm not afraid to fail again. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. And I mean, you're the right person to do this because it's on your heart to do. And you can tell that you're really passionate about it. So I'm really, really excited for what this can mean. And guys it, out there listening, though, you know, I take notes about everything. If if you want a podcast and you want a title and it's not already taken because I just came up with this based on what Jordy said. You talk too much. That should be the name of a podcast. So if nobody out there already, if this podcast is not in existence and you've been thinking about starting one, I want somebody to start one with the title, You Talk Too Much, because I think I would listen. I would listen <laughs> to that podcast. Um, but so for yours, right, you've come up with like a starting working title for your podcast, and that's the Big Sis Podcast for now, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And so, and so that's about, you know, all of this stuff around being a big sister. So now that you've got this concept, you're like, okay, I've got this idea and I know like kind of what I want it to, to be for and about, why not just jump in and start doing it? Like where, where are some of the blocks? Why don't you already have the big sis podcast, like going out? Why, why are you here with me instead of recording your first episode or something like that? Tell me what's going on there. I, I'm really, really good at validating others, but it takes somebody shoving me off a ledge for me to do it myself. I am an INFJ, I'm an Enneagram 3, and if it is not done perfectly, I will not do it. And so going through all of these things in my life, I've just been like, I have to wait until I hit that certain point 
but I never really know what that point is. And I'm to the, I'm, I'm starting to realize now, like, if I don't do this, somebody else is going to come, come and do it for me. And when I saw you on clubhouse and you had asked, like, I, you know, looking for somebody to coach, I was just like, if I don't do this now, I'm going to look back in 10 years and be like, wow, my story got taken. Like somebody else took my podcast and I don't want to live that way anymore. So the perfectionist in me has to die a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I totally get that one because that is, that is a normal yes and no. So I'm going to real quickly, I I want to talk to everybody listening around that, the idea of perfectionism. So perfectionists need to let go of their everything needing to be perfect. But I do want to say that there's a difference between excellence and perfectionism. So like excellence is I want the I's dotted. I want the T's crossed. I really want this to that's fine, right? We want an excellent podcast. Now, excellence can happen over time. Like you can keep improving things, right? Perfectionism tends to be rooted in um, and, and this is why perfectionism and procrastination goes hand in hand, but we really like being the best at what we do. And so when we start something new, it means we're by default not going to be the best. And so we get scared to kind of branch into that next box because we're going to be like that baby just crawling and falling all over the place again. And we don't like that if we can't just immediately go to the next box and be at the, the top of the next box. And just like you said, that ends up limiting your life so much until you're like, what am I, what am I doing? And you're either just going to let every moment pass you by or like Jordy say, forget it. Like, I'm just going to do it. So, you know, just keep this motto in front of you the whole time. Done is better than perfect, but I can always make it excellent as I go. In fact, the only way that you can actually get something um, excellent is by the the dirty first draft, right? Which is what we're going to do with your podcast. So like what we're going to do today and what I want to do with you is outline your podcast in order to help you come up with some of these answers that you're going to need to help you shape what the purpose of the podcast is, who it's trying to reach, why it's trying to reach it. And this is just your dirty draft. So what I want you to let go of knowing that you're a perfectionist is that whatever you say here, like you can change it the minute we're done. You can go back and change it tomorrow. Don't like go, oh my gosh, well, what if I answer this wrong? Or what if I don't say the right thing? Like say, I want this podcast episode to be whatever comes to your mind, unfiltered. I want you to vomit it out and then we can go back and we can change stuff. But I don't want you to try to edit yourself as you respond to the questions. Does that make sense? I can do that. And I can prove that I can do that because so after our breakup, I was like, I'm going to go jump out of an airplane, even though airplanes are my biggest fear. And I've never wanted a tattoo. I was like, you know, why would you put a tat? Like you would never put a bumper sticker on a Lamborghini. Just <laughs> awful, like awful thing to say. But I was like, I was like, I'm going to yeah. go do this. So I got a tattoo. It says, Blackbird Fly, which is my favorite Beatles song. And then the next day I jumped out of an airplane. So I am wow. willing, we are going to jump out of this, we're going to jump out of this airplane. <laughs> and I'm just gonna hope the parachute opens on the way down. Yeah, or you know, it won't, but you'll be fine. Either way, you're gonna know like either way you make it to the bottom. Either. You make it to the bottom either way. You're gonna get where you needed where you where you need to go. But I love I love that jumping out of a plane is one thing I just cannot get. So we'll have a conversation offline about heights and all of that one day. But um, okay, so you've you've had a little bit of block with like I need this to be perfect, so I'm not gonna take any action because I there's so much to do that goes behind the scenes of a podcast or like getting it right and what if I get it wrong. So there's the mindset block around it too. But if I were to ask you right now, can you tell me exactly who this podcast is for? Do you feel like that's an easy answer to give or do you feel like it's a convoluted answer to give? 
I feel like it's a mixture of both. Um, I know who I want to speak to um, outside of podcasting, and I want my podcast to be an extension of that. Um, but then I feel like I don't want to limit myself either. So uh, working with speaking coaches and whatnot, my speeches and that side of the business are directed towards collegiate females, um, specifically in the in Greek life, because that's my life experience. And there's a lot of programming around Greek life and whatnot. And so it's a lot easier to get in with these Greek speakers than it is to just apply to go speak at a university. Um, I could be totally wrong, but that's just what I've been finding out as I go. Um, and so my goal is to speak to Greek collegiate women. And so that is ages 18 to 22. Um, I definitely feel like that is the big cis market uh, that I would love to connect with. But I also don't want somebody who's 24. I'm only 26 on Saturday. Um, but I don't want somebody who's just a few years younger than me to be like, oh, she's talking to she's just talking to those college students. Like I want it to feel like I'm a big sis, but I'm also a friend. Like it's, it's yeah. not just one, one age group, but it is also a smaller age group. It's not all women ages 18 to, you know, 55. Okay. Like I totally, I'm really grateful that you are already aware of the concept of not having too broad of an audience, but I really don't want you to totally dismiss the idea. You were so certain with here's who I'm talking to, here's what I'm doing. And like, I don't want you to be afraid of talking to collegiate, you know, Greek uh, collegiate women, uh, because other people will still resonate with your podcast, find it, listen to it as they learn about you. And I think what will make it more powerful is you are talking to like one person. But one question I want to ask is you you mentioned how you want to speak and you want to do some other things. So tell me about some of the other pieces of what will be going on in this in this business model of yours. So we've got the podcast, right? And we I've also heard you say you want to be speaking. So like doing, is that like keynoting, doing breakout sessions, either or, right? Like all of that. Is there anything else that you want to be doing in the terms of like coaching or consulting or training or working with uh, Greek life in general or working with universe, anything like that that has come up for you? That's kind of hard. I So I haven't thought about it too much. I just know like my heart is definitely in with speaking and podcasting and um, you know, an extension of that would be blogging so that people can can read that as well. Um, and then on social media and whatnot. But as far as okay. other. Well, well, we'll stick with uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but but I do because I want it while it's fresh in your head. Yeah. Um, I want to stick with the three things a podcast, the speaking and like the blogging, for example. So what I want you to tell me is how does one complement the other? OK, so in your mind, just from your way, is it. Is it that the speaking leads people to the podcast easier? Is it that the podcast will lead people into seeing you speak? And then like, where does the blog fit in? Because while they, it's a circle in a way, and it's probably not even a straight, uh, like a normal circle, people will flow in at different points and lead to different things. But there's always one that makes the other easier. So when you're thinking about it, right? Like I know for me, speaking leads people to my podcast way more than my podcast ever leads people into my community or into my coaching or into, you know, my, my speaking engagements. Like people hear me speak. Now they're going to go follow my podcast. People meet me at an event. Now they're going to go follow my podcast. Right. So for you, I want you to tell me what is that flow that happens for 
the way that these three that you see them working together. If you were to if you were to come at it like that, I can tell you the bottom, and that would be blogging. I feel like that's just an easy extension of all of or of both of those. So I can talk about you know lifestyle and things, and just really connect with that that age group and and just tell them what I'm up to, and you know talk about what's on my heart and how I want to connect with them better and and things like that. But that's where after that is where I struggle because having going from a one-to-one model to the one-to-many model now, I don't know which one I prefer. I think like in my head, I would love to use podcasting as my main thing, but then, you know, Greek life programming is in person. So is that where I'm going to connect with those people? I don't know. So it's, I'm, I'm kind of getting tripped up on my own thoughts right now. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, it's cool. I, I think for the purpose of this coaching, right, let's go with the idea. And I, and I think you'll see why when I, when I suggest it, right. What, what I'm noticing is blogging can bring people to almost anything, right. But blogging will definitely drive traffic to your podcast. But when you're going to Greek life to speak, it's not usually, although it can be, but it's not often the sorority. Is that true? That that maybe would hire you. The university might bring you in for programming, mm-hmm. or there might be another decision maker, right, that gets you in front of Greek life. Those people yep. aren't necessarily going to be listening to your podcast, although they might, right? Like, but I'm just saying as a whole, your the content of your podcast, it sounds like it's geared more towards, let's say it would be the the students, right? Where the university might be the one hiring you. So in this situation, it could be that the podcast triggers a member of your listening audience to suggest you to the school, right? But but most likely it's going to be you spoke at the school and now all of these Greek life students are sitting in the audience and you're like, you want more of this? You want more of this good stuff, right? Like go to my podcast. Mm-hmm. So when we're starting something new, I always tell people, let's try to make it as easy as possible to get the traction get it going, get the listeners, get the content. And you can always expand it, change it, change the direction, change the audience. But it seems like right now you just have a lot of already baked in potential listeners if you gear this towards the Greek life uh, audience. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's go through the rest of this as if this is going to be the Big Sis podcast and it's geared towards the collegiate uh, females who are in the Greek life system. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that will help you really pinpoint the next set of answers, which is, so these people, okay, now that we know who it's for, and we kind of know what it's about, it's like you being a big sister and giving that support and encouragement and advice for people who have hit like a hard moment in their life to keep going. But what is it that's happening when you picture one of these women or like kind of collectively an idea of these women? What is happening in their life before they ever listen to your podcast. So like what's going on that's going to lead them to search for your podcast or search for resources that could lead them to your podcast or feel a moment in your audience of like, yes, and now I need to go to this podcast. So what's happening in their life? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. um, So unfortunately, one of the biggest statistics is one in four women will be sexually assaulted. Um, Having been in Greek life myself and having been a victim of sexual violence, um, I am one of the, I am part of the statistic. And so for me, um, through my sexual assault and the seven months that followed that leading to the university hearing that I experienced, I did not have a great support system. Um, and that's often found in Greek life. The, the 
especially if if the person who assaults the the victim is also in Greek life, which in my in my circumstance it was. There is a lot of he said she said, and people pick sides. And I felt like I wanted a big sister to come in and protect me and feel like she was gonna, you know, she believed me. And um, because for seven months leading up to my university hearing, I consistently had to defend my name. I had people questioning the validity of what was happening. I had people telling me it was a, you know, black and white, gray kind of matter. People, people had an opinion, even though they weren't the victim. And so knowing the statistics and knowing that college is already a really lonely time, you're trying to figure out who you are. You are away from your parents. You're away from the comforts of home. I want to be that listening ear. Um, maybe not so much the listening ear, but the the other side of that when when you're alone and either you're in your dorm room or you're in your sorority house and, you know, everything's kind of just hit the fan and you're just like, <laughs> I want to call my mom, but I don't want to tell her what's going on because I don't want her to worry. I want to be that person that they search for or somebody sends them to as like, you're going through a really bad time. She's also been there like multiple times. <laughs> like, just listen to Jordy. She has resources. Like she will connect you with the person that can help you. Cause I don't have all the answers, but I want to connect people with those answers. If it's, you know, a resource to a, a domestic violence house or, or something, or just even, you know, a note of positivity. I want to be the person that connects them to that so that they feel like they do have a support system. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I'm writing down a lot because I heard. So one thing that I know to be true and tell me just if I if I have this correct or not this podcast is bigger than just around the issue of let's say sexual assault correct yes. this is like this is okay so what I loved about what you did there though is you took one thing that you think okay this is what's happened in the life of this person but what I took away from it was pulling the lens back a few broader things that are probably happening to that person and that was just the incident that caused it but it seems like there are a lot of these moments in people's lives, right, where your listener will be feeling these ways. So what are they doing before listening and how are they feeling before listening? They're feeling alone. They're feeling unheard. They're feeling like they're not seen. They're not able to trust, right? They're having trouble trusting maybe in relationships or whether those are romantic or family or with their sorority sisters or uh, they don't know maybe what to do next, right? They feel alone. They're looking for like some community or some support or someone to help them kind of see them, hear them, understand them, uh, know what's happening in their life. So regardless of what the the situation is, right, they, they, are, they are in college. They are trying to feel like they belong. They're trying to be, you know, like, like they're trying not to ruffle any feathers, right? That's what we do in college. Like, I want everybody to like me, which is why they will, they may not feel comfortable to bring some of this stuff up or to approach certain people. They're not near their family. They're not near their normal support system, right? So like, these become the bullet points for when you're thinking, who is it for? It's kind of for people like that who are away from home, not near their normal support system, in a situation where they don't want to ruffle feathers, where they're really trying to make friends and they're trying to like create, you know, that appearance of like, you want to like me and and I want to like you. And they're afraid, you know, they they might know people that they trust, but they're scared for whatever reason to say that. They, so you start seeing the broader like audience of who it's for, even though 
most of the illustrations and examples you'll talk about will be geared towards the Greek life woman. You can start seeing other circumstances where people are starting to feel those. It could be somebody uh, working abroad or somebody who, you know, like, do you see what I'm saying? Somebody who had to move across the country. Like, I know you're about to away from everybody they know and everything they know and starting a new job. And like, do you see what I'm saying? How some of these fact patterns start creating a bigger audience, even though you're still talking to one narrow audience? Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. And the reason that becomes important is what we're going to jump to in in the future, which is going to be what kinds of conversations do you want to have on this podcast and for what purpose, right? So now we're getting to what are these women doing when they're listening? So now we know what's going on in their life. They might be uh, starting a new job, moving overseas. They might have just moved overseas or moved to a different state uh, in school, um, feeling like they need to make friends. They have to have a good appearance. They can't like ruffle feathers. They get, so now we know what's what's happened, but they're feeling alone and scared, like they don't know where to turn and all of this stuff, right? But what's happening now when they're listening to the podcast? What is going on What in that moment that they're listening to an episode, for example. Yeah, I feel like the biggest thing is, for me, it's like once I realized, like, I had admitted, I didn't admit defeat, but I admitted that I needed help. Um, I So I feel like it's, they're in this this moment of vulnerability, um, and it might not be something that they're used to, especially, um, I know for myself, personally speaking, I do not like to be vulnerable. I like to be strong. I like to have everything together. My ducks are always in a row, which is, you know, probably why I've been scared to start the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But when I recognize like, hey, I don't have it all together and I do need support. Um, that's kind of where I want them is that that moment of I can't do this alone, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know who to turn to. I don't know what to ask. I don't know who to look up to. So as as they're listening, so when they're listening, they're having this moment of, oh, my gosh, there's there's something that can help me. Right. It's that epiphany moment that, okay, there there's a safe and easy way that I can take the next step or I can at least seek out what I need to take the next step. There's a there's a person, there's a there's a resource, there's a tool, there's a whoever you've brought into the interview. Right. There's this thing that I can reach out to and they feel empowered enough to then, which is the next thing. What did, what do you want them to do after they listen, right, to an episode or after they listen to your podcast? You're wanting them to take that next step to contact that support person mm-hmm. or to take that next action. Is that true? Yeah, I feel like for me and, you know, going beyond Greek life and just like once you graduate, what do you do? Like, you know, I want these people to stay listening with me. So essentially, I just want I kind of want to be a like self-proclaimed permission slip writer. Like giving women validation that they need that either the resources and tools that they need are either within themselves or it's fully capable, they're capable of reaching it. They just have to ask for that help and there's permission to do so. Yeah. So what I love there, and I say this a lot, right, that we are raised um, with our with a roadmap up until we graduate college, right? So we know what the very next step is in almost everything we do. And then we graduate college and we've got an idea, right? It's like get married or buy the house or get the the job and then get the promotion. It's like a linear style of living. But truthfully, after you graduate college, how you get to all of those other things, there's no more roadmap, right? There's no more step by step and everything becomes really messy. And so you need that that guide or that person, right? So after somebody listens to your podcast, what I'd love for you to get clear on is 
what are they gaining from listening to your podcast? And you might want to verbally vomit some things out like benefits, right? So like they're getting motivation, they're getting um, uh, the next step, right? They're literally getting the piece of advice, the next step they need to take, the, the person they need to contact, the place they need to contact, the thing they need to do. They're getting confidence they're getting uh they're getting validated right like what else what else is happening for them what are the benefits that they are gaining yeah i feel like you know after i talk to people and i don't have a big sister in my life but i have people who are are like a big sister to me and i know after talking with those people i my shoulders are a little you know they're straighter my i walk a little taller and I have this, I, I almost become fearless because I know that there's one person standing behind me no matter what. And so for me, I really want these women to feel that confidence, to feel like whether it's just they, they failed a test or maybe they didn't get the promotion or maybe their engagement failed or something happened that caused them to have to hit rock bottom. I want them to feel like well, at least Jordy's behind me. I've never met this person, never, never talked to her in person. But I know that if I were to reach out, she would still be there for me. Like she's that big sister. She's that role model that I can at least look up to when, when everything feels like the world is ending. So one thing I heard you say there too, that's important to note is you've, and you've come back to this twice, is a severe roadblock, like hit rock bottom, right? Those are different conversations than just, I hit like a speed bump and like, I'm not sure how to navigate around this, right? So I want you to keep that in mind when you're thinking about what are the stories that I need to tell on the podcast? What are the stories that I need the interviewers to, to, and where will I go find these women? And what are the situations that could be those severe? I mean, you used sexual assault as one, right? But we know that that's not the only thing that this is going to be talking to. So getting clear on what are those moments in their life that would have made them hit rock bottom, right? So that could be like a breakup. That could be something happening in their family. It could be a death. It could be, and there there might be, I mean, I know there are a variety of, you know, severities, but I still want you to keep in mind that what you're talking about is this is for a woman who's really hit that spot of like, I don't, this is devastating and I don't know what to do. Does that feel true to you or were you wanting it to be a little more? And it, it's not that your podcast, I know a concern of yours is I don't want my podcast to be so heavy. I want people to enjoy listening to it. You can have these kinds of conversations around these things and stuff people enjoy. I just want to make sure that we're clear on, is that really who it's for? They've hit a severe like moment in their life or is it more, you've just hit a roadblock and you don't know what to do. I feel like it is more of the severe side of things. But like you said, I don't want it to feel too heavy because even during my sexual assault and in the experience that followed after it, there were times when I wanted to listen to those heavy things so I didn't feel alone. But I also wanted that same voice to comfort me. And I wanted that same voice and that same person to make me laugh. And thinking of a big sister and being a big sister you know, you're there for the highs and the lows. And I don't want, I don't want them to be like, oh, Jordy just walks away once the good stuff happens. Like it's a roller coaster and I'm strapped down with you and we are going to like finish this thing, even if we both throw up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. So after, and you can totally do that. Like there are conversations that are had about very serious things that can, it's the way you have the conversation, not what it's about. And again, when you pull the lens back, there are situations that have been devastating, but what you're really talking them through is that bigger 
lens, right? Of how they're feeling and how they're, and that can be universal based on, on different actions. So there are ways to go around that. So what I love though, and what I started writing down was that, that action, when I say, what do you want them to do after they listen? I want you to think about that more in a tangible way. Do you want them to join a Facebook community that you've created? Do you want them to email you? Do you want them to say, hey, Jordy, like, like, what would that call to action be that would be that feeling of success for you um, after they listen, right? That next place, because you keep saying, I want them to know they can come to me, that we're going to be through this together, that like we've got, right? So that's not just listening to an episode and then maybe listening to an episode, and then, although it can be, but it sounds like there's something more that you're wanting them to do with you even if you don't know what that is, does that feel true? It, yeah, you, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I like my dream in life is to write a book and, um, kind of around these topics of like just because the chapter is awful doesn't mean the book has to be. And I, I don't know who said it. I'm not taking credit for it, but I heard somewhere or saw it somewhere of like, you know, your best day could be tomorrow, but if you don't get there, you'll never know. And so. I would love to write a book. I love writing. And so that's something that's always been on my heart. And then the other side of that is once COVID is over, of course, I, I do love to connect with people and I love conferences and things. And so I, I look at some of the speakers that I look up to and I see that they have these big groups come together and celebrate each other. And people can be celebrating, but they can also be you know mourning, but they're together and that's what matters. And it's this really uplifting moment. And, and that's something that I've, is, I've always wanted to do. It's just, you know, A, COVID, B, this is new to me. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but I want it to be, I want to create a community that gets together and that might just be online uh, for right now, but I would love to have that be in person someday. And then of course I would love to have a book that that's really like, if I were to do anything in life, it's, it's have a book. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. And I think that this, this ties well. So one thing I wrote, wrote down is like a, a caption of, of who is this for, right? It's like that Greek life collegiate woman that has had a disruption, right? There's something like a big record scratch moment that has knocked her off her roadmap, right? Like this was not in the roadmap she was given. She has no idea how to navigate this situation. Like nobody told her what to do or how to do it. In fact, maybe people don't even really want to talk about that with her for whatever reason, um, where she doesn't feel comfortable. So it took her off the roadmap and now she's feeling unsure, scared, alone, not understood, not wanting to move forward, right? Like not, not knowing where to go. Now, here's the thing to think about your podcast too, right? You will be able to have slightly broader conversations because you kind of want to reach this woman almost before she has that moment, right? Like mm -hmm. you want to, you will hit some women, right? And this is for anybody with a business. So I want you to think about even just out there, my entrepreneurs listening, right? Like a lot of you are trying to reach the person right in the moment that they need you, right? Like, oh my gosh, like I like I'm this thing. They need this thing, and I sell this thing, and so they need it right now. But if they don't already know you by the time they need the thing, right? The, you're not going to be the one they know, like, and trust to go buy the thing from. They found someone else that they've been following well before they needed the thing, and now they're going to go to that person because they they really built trust in that person before the moment that they needed to buy the thing. So you're going to have both people who find you because they need the thing right then, and you happen to be there, and they trust you for a good enough time to, to buy it. But also you really want to try to build that trust. So this is where you can say the conversations I'm having 
can lead to these feelings and not necessarily the situation. So when I say disruption that took them off the roadmap, we're talking about big ones, right? But I think if you come back to who are the women that are most likely to feel scared, alone, not understood, they're not wanting to move forward, maybe they failed their first class. I mean, that that can be a huge disruption to somebody in college. Maybe they, so I like, I, I like that as a bigger kind of, description of who you're talking to is a disruption that took them off the roadmap and they just don't know who to talk to about it. There's like, I know if I got an F in college, I wouldn't have been able to talk to my mom about it. You know what I mean? I would have been like, who do I (laughs) talk to about it? I don't know. And I wouldn't want to tell my friends because they're all getting A's and I don't want to tell somebody I got an F in the class. And I would, so I, I use that as an example, right? But then maybe if there was a podcast episode that like said, Hey, like, are you struggling in school? Did you get a bad grade? Like, here's what you can do. Here's who you can go to. Here's how you can write that and still graduate or whatever it is, right? Like I use that as an example, but I love that, right? And what you want them to do after is you really want them to like keep moving forward, right? That's the idea is you want them to keep moving forward. And the results for you, I mean, yes, you want to build kind of a community around you. You're hoping that they'll go to your book. You're hoping that you're going to get really known for this so that you get brought in for speaking engagements at the school um, or that, you know, these women are really emailing you and saying, hey, I did I did a thing because I heard about it on your podcast and I was able to take a step, right? Um, so let's talk a little bit about the format of the podcast. Now that we know who it's for, we kind of know what you want to be doing with it. So now we need to think about the conversations that you're going to be having. Are you thinking that this is going to be like a full interview formatted podcast or is it, are you wanting to have different types of episodes? Tell me a little bit about what you're thinking about in terms of the style of the podcast. Yeah, I would love to do uh, the interview style. And then I would also like to do some solo shows just to talk about, talk really from my heart and just kind of fill them with inspiration and, and just let them know like, you're at rock bottom. I've been there before. Like we'll get out together kind of thing. And then, and then give them stories from other people. So it's not just me talking all the time. Well, that's, that's good. No, I like, I mean, that's what I do, right? Like I have interviews and, and it's actually expanded into even more. I have interviews, I have solos, I have uh, coaching episodes like this. I mean, so your podcast, I'm, I'm glad that you're open. Some people come to me and say, well, I can't be a, I can't have solo if I'm going to do an interview and I can't do interview if I'm get. you can absolutely do whatever you want. It's your podcast, right? Like you get to do it all. Um, but one thing I do want to ask is how frequently are you thinking of putting out episodes? Because that's so guys, what we're doing right now is we're really outlining Jordy's, but this would be a podcast outline. It's like, who is it for? What is it about? What are those bigger themes? What are the ways that people are feeling who are listening to my podcast? So what do I need like the topics to, to be about in order to make them feel the way I want them to feel so that they're going to do the thing that I want them to do? And is a podcast giving me what I want, the results I want the listeners to have? But the results that I want me to have, well, you guys need to be doing this in your business too, right? It's like, who, what, my service, my product, who is it for? And what is it that there is going on in their life before they need the thing? And then when they find out about it, and then after they like come to me and, and what are they getting from using my service and using my product and, and how am I going to reach them and let them know that this is something that they need and validate them and do all of that. Right. But your business also has to give you what you want and need from your business. And so that we need to make sure, right, that the conversations and the things that are happening in this podcast for Jordy, you know, for you, Jordy, they have to hit both. 
They have to both serve your audience, but they also have to make sure that they're still, you know, doing it in a way that's going to build this business arm of of things the way that that you want. So um, how frequently are you thinking that you're going to put out episodes or you can always change this at any time, guys, but like how frequently? I, I can commit to one time a week right now. I would love to get up to two times a week. Um, So maybe doing a solo show once a week and then an interview the other week. But right now, just realistically speaking, uh, with the move, with my business pivoting completely, I can commit to one time a week and I'm dead set. Like I am fully committed to that. Like I, I can do that. (laughs) No, I love that. And and that's important, right? I mean, you're, you you obviously blogged, you're a blogger, but like the consistency is more important than the frequency. And so for a podcast, that's true more than anything else, which is I need to, what is it that I can be, you could have said once a month, right? It's more important to be consistent than it is to have the frequency that you want so that you can just show up and your audience gets used to you showing up and it's that reliability. And that's what you're really trying to build with your podcast. So I would say if once a week feels good to you, then there are ways that we can even do that to make it easier, but you want to commit whatever you're committing to, like commit to it. You can always change it after like 90 days or whatever, but you want that audience to know I show up when I say that I'm going to show up, especially when you're trying to do a podcast where you're wanting them to feel trust when they're lacking trust from other people in other areas of their lives. So um, just keep that in mind when you're thinking about the frequency. Do you have an idea of how you want the content to happen in your podcast? Or right now, does it feel like well, there are all these topics that I want to talk about and there are all these things that I could do and I could just do them all. Or do you, in your mind, do you have a structure or is that something that you feel like you would struggle with a little bit to to kind of pull it together through like a content structure? I I, I think that I would like to have more structure built into the show just because that's how I listen. And so, and a lot of these Greek women, uh, it is, you know, when you join a, a an organization, there is a lot of structure in that organization already. You have chapter every week, you have things built into your schedule. And so I want it to feel like that sense of trustworthiness and some familiarity to them. And so um, maybe not asking these same questions to every single person, but having some questions of like, just things that feel familiar and have that sense of comfort to them so that it's not every week they're feeling like, what the heck is she talking about? Or like that, you know, I don't want them to listen in. And, and the last thing I really, really want is for somebody to be triggered by something that is said. I want them to feel like important things are going to be discussed. And some of them might not be easy to hear, but I want them to build trust with me over time. And so I really do think that there needs to be a little bit of structure with that, just because there is a lot of sensitivity when something disruptive happens in life. Well, I think I think that cohesive that what you're talking about is great. Like I like the idea of, you know, you're not having the same conversations, but if you do ask the same kinds of questions or at least you have a, a couple of questions that are always asked in every episode, right? It'll give people that this is so think about what are those most important things that I want people to walk away from. And then those are the questions that I need to be sure to be asking in every episode to get the the person that I'm interviewing to give me that. But I want to let, let's talk about something an over a bigger overall kind of structure as well that's non-episodic, but like through it would be the equivalent of a content calendar for all of my entrepreneurs out there with social media or a blog or something, right? What I would love for you to do is think about the bigger topics, right? So it's almost like 
if you, okay, so I'm going to give away some content secrets here, guys. Um, if you were going to be an expert, if you were going to be branded as an expert and authority, right, in like two areas of things, what would it be about, right? Like one of mine might be taking action and one of mine might be building relationships or something like that, right? So I know one of yours from the notes that you gave me is resiliency, right? The ability to keep moving resiliency. Another one might be, I don't know, we'll, we'll make it up for now, right? Maybe another one is like positivity. I'm not saying that that's it, but we're just going to use that for like example, right? But then what I want you to do is like think about different categories underneath each of those, right? So if I'm going to be an expert in action, it could be how to stay motivated or how to overcome a fear or what to do when you don't know. So there are lots of different topics underneath that that I could talk about, right? What I would challenge you to do, and obviously not do it here, but would be to think of your two main categories, like those two things that you want to be branded as an expert and an authority on. And then what are all the different conversations that you could have about that? And then what I'd love you to do is almost group them together if this feels good good to you, but it's just a suggestion when you're doing an interview and a solo, is perhaps have an interview around, let's say you're going to talk about, um, I don't know, there, what do you know off the top of your head what a subtopic under resilience might be for you, like resilience? I definitely think asking for help. Um, that's very important. Another one could just be self-care. Um, yeah. might not feel like resiliency, but if you're not taking care of yourself, it's very hard to keep going. Cool. Let's focus real quickly on the, how to ask for help. So this is just a suggestion on a way to make, uh, make your content feel cohesive would be when you know that subtopic, I would have both an interview and a solo episode be around that same subtopic, right? So you might say, okay, I'm going to interview so-and-so on how to ask for help. And maybe your solo episode can be your favorite takeaway or two key takeaways from that interview and maybe your own story around it and your own moment around it, right? But And you don't obviously have to, to do that exactly. But the idea would be if you can kind of say, hey, um, people get used to the format that you're going to have a solo takeaway, solo ahas, solo insights from the interviews that you have, right? Then people know they're going to tie together. So it's like, here's an interview and now I need to listen to the next episode for the solo. But let's say they only catch your solo. You can say on my last episode in the interview I did with blah, 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 my favorite takeaway was this. And like, then they can go back and listen to the interview. So because of the way people stumble upon podcasts, right? It's easy to kind of go, oh, okay, I, she's on episode 52. So this is where I'm just going to start listening, right? But the more that you kind of refer back to like, hey, in my last episode, the more they're probably going to go through your back catalog a little bit. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It can also just help you with like, here's the story I'm telling, right? So this way, if you're doing four episodes in a week, it can be for these, for, for these two weeks, I'm talking about how to ask for support, right? Through an interview and a solo. But in the next two weeks, I'm talking about this. But you can even have that because you're going to write a book, right? You can almost have that when you're outlining the content topics, tell a story, right? So it can be like, well, I asked for support, but then maybe I need to give myself some self-care because that was hard. But then I also then need to like utilize the support I'm giving. And that. so if you were to write chapters, right, it's almost like this book you're going to write, if you were going to write chapters about it, that can give you an insight into like, 
every two weeks is like a chapter. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so then within that two weeks, you're doing like an interview and a solo episode. So it ties it all together and leads everything cohesively. That's the bigger consistency. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that can be really important for content. And I just want to, again, to my entrepreneurs out there, right? I, I love a lot of your content. I mean, you guys have amazing things to say. But sometimes people can miss it because it's disjointed. You're talking about, you know, sales on Monday and then marketing. I mean, then like self-care on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, you're talking about money. And on Thursday, you're talking about Instagram and on Friday. But if you picked a topic and you kind of talked about that subtopic, right, like how to ask for support, and you talked about that for a week, right, if you're doing it out in social media land, and you talked about that for a whole week, people are going to be more likely to really understand it and see you as an expert and authority on it. And one thing that I notice in podcasts, too, people can jump around too much, and one isn't referencing the other. And it's all great information, but it's like, what is the story overall that this podcast is trying to tell? Does that make sense? Now, then you can decide, am I doing it seasonally? Now, this is something you're probably not going to answer here. You could even say maybe a season is a chapter. And then I'm having multiple small conversations, right, with like an interview and a solo on a small piece of that chapter. And then another interview and solo on another piece of that chapter. And then another. And then that season concludes and you're on to another chapter. So these are decisions for you to make, obviously, in the future. And you can always change it, too. But the idea is... What feels the, the at the end of the day, it'll be what feels the easiest for you? Is it does it feel good to talk about self-care for a whole season, but you're talking about it from different ways and different angles and different people and different stories? And then you move on to like asking for support as a as your next season. And then you, or is it better to kind of have, no, I want to like intersperse and we can talk about self-care here, or we can talk about asking for support here, and then we can go here, right? And it doesn't necessarily need to be a season. Um so that's just, I don't know if anything's coming up for you there, but does that help guide you with like how to consider what, which way you're going to pick on that? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think I feel, I liked, I liked the idea of the weekly, but I also feel like I would love to make it like a month long thing so that it could be, there could be support groups and things. If there was a Facebook group or, you know, with the chapter, there could be, there's more than one takeaway in that kind of thing where I can, and then, you know, extend that over to to blogging and every week have something that connects back to that, but it is a little bit different and, and social media, you know, I can for an entire month talk about resiliency, maybe during the month of finals or something, you know, just something where it's like they're going through that season themselves. Whereas one day, if they're scrolling Instagram, they might not see it. But if I'm talking about resiliency for an entire month, they might, they have a better chance yes. of seeing it. And that's it, right? And when you're talking about it from different angles, right? You're talking about it from the point of view of the interviewer. I mean, the person you're interviewing, the interviewee. And then you're talking about it from a personal story of you. And then maybe you're talking about it from the point of view of somebody you knew or like a situation that had, like people can see themselves in different situations when you talk about the same topic from different angles, right? And so I love that mm -hmm. for you. So a way that you might want to uh, like plot out your potential podcast uh, content would be to to print out like I'd like you you guys can't see my audience can't see but if you follow me on Facebook you know I have this year to glance calendar that's right here right and I could write on every month like my theme of the month is this and then the next theme of the month would be this and the next so if you like that monthly feel theme your months right and then make sure your entire ecosystem of content 
is focused on that theme. So if you're going to be talking, like you said, about resiliency, right, in the month of uh, February, then you want your blog topics to talk about resiliency. You want your podcast to be about resiliency. You want how you're showing up on social media to be around. And then they can all refer to each other. It makes it more it makes it more cohesive to to have the blog refer, you want to go deeper on this? Like, listen to my podcast episode where I do this in the podcast. Do you want to print out of resources? I have it over in my blog post this week. And like, want to continue the conversation and feel really supported? Like, join the community where I'm talking about this and where the people I've talked to, like, right? So, so that's what I would do is kind of think, what are those themes? And then how can I link? It's almost like you're talking about the same thing, just in a slightly different way in the blog, like the blog is for X and the podcast is for this. And then what's happening in my Facebook group or over on my Facebook land or wherever, you know, your social media is, is this, but it's all the same story and topic, but for a different reason. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. And then another idea I thought of, because I like, I'm big into music. Um, A lot of my relationships, like personal, professional, just everything revolves around music. So I think it'd be cool too, to like each month have you know, a, like a playlist of uh, music that could inspire them so that even if I can't be there with them, they have that music surrounding them and then they can so listen good. to it on their way to class and I love just that. feel like, like just I'm with them a, all the time. <laughs> I love that. Start like a Spotify playlist or something. And that can be something too, that's mentioned in the podcast and in the blog and in the, right. It might even be like, like a, a little segment that you have on your solo, like head over to blah, blah, blah for the, but I mean, this is obviously just a brainstorming moment, but you can see how we're the brainstorming and I can see you because I'm looking at you on Zoom and my audience can't, right? The minute that there became like this bigger story that you're telling in terms of the content calendar, right? Your eyes, you're like, oh, now I see how this can connect to this. And then I could add this because it's like, they're different pieces for different reasons. You're like, the interview will give them the information, right? But the music gives them the motivation and the community gives them the support and the blah, blah, blah gives them this right around this topic. And so I think you've, you've started uh, like firming up maybe then how you want to format this podcast. Right. And that's why I do love for something like this, the solo in the interview to go together and kind of alternate interview, solo, mm-hmm. interview, solo, interview, or however you want to do it. Although you obviously don't have to stick to that because again, you're a podcast, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And my audience <laughs> is like, Rita, we know you don't stick to your own format every now and then. And that's totally fine too, right? Like you might have three really great interviews in a row that are telling a story and that's like, but you can start seeing how planning it all out like that ahead of time will make it so much easier for people to know how they can move through your world and through your ecosystem to get all of the support that they need need, right? So mm-hmm. cool. So how does that feel? Do you feel like you've got some clarity around how you might want to format the, the actual, you know, uh, episodes of the podcast? I feel like I have like just such a huge weight off my shoulders because yeah, it, it just feels good. Like it, I kind of, I have that push now and now I'm excited and I feel like I, I'm not just like, telling people it's like no I have a plan (laughs) I actually have a plan and what's good and like you might want to get a calendar like something like a year to glance or just print out the 12 months or whatever and it will also help help you see I don't know like if you have a blog what day you publish the blog but like the flow of like I want them to hear this on the podcast then they can go to the blog to print out some resources that we have for them well then now you know that the podcast episode should air on X day of the week, and then the blog should come out on X day of the week, so that people who are hearing the episode can go right into that blog. It's already up. It's already there for them. Now, knowing people fall in again at any time, right? Like people will, it's evergreen almost, and that people will be falling into your podcast 
well after and well before, but the blog, there are some people who will be listening and then they're going to go do that very next thing you tell them to do, right? And so if it's like, I want them to listen and then go to the blog, the blog might actually need to be up before they've listened to the episode, right? So now you can start mapping out like when you're going to publish things because that's the next piece is like, when do I want to publish the episode? What day of the week? Because you want that to be consistent. Every Thursday at 10 or every whatever, that's when the episode goes live so that you can have that consistency there. That's not a huge deal, but it can start coming together when you're like looking at your calendar overall and say, okay, like I always want my episodes to be on Thursdays. And then if I had a blog, that would be up on Tuesdays. And and the blog on Tuesday could tease the podcast. And then the podcast on Thursday could refer back to the blog. And then my social media posts all week long will be about both. And do you know what I mean? Like, does that feel? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Definitely. I'm a big planner. I You can't see it, but I actually have an agile board um, working in corporate. Yeah. I um we work in sprints. And so I work like I have a quarterly sprint up on my wall right now that pertains to my old business that needs to come down. But um, yeah, I am big fan of plans. Cool. <laughs> and then this will also allow and like even like the Spotify playlist will be around this theme. And so here are the songs, right? Like, you can actually and what I would advise is having when your podcast goes live, having mm-hmm. at least so I would advise doing an intro episode, like just you, you, right? Like, welcome to my podcast and here's what you can expect, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then go yep. into an interview and then a solo episode. So have at least, if not more, have that in the bank. And then when you launch your podcast, you at least want three episodes out. So the reason okay. you want at least three episodes out is because people binge, right? And if it's yep. just a one-off, they might not, but after listening to three in a row, they're going to be like, ah, Jordy's my BFF. And like, I can't wait for her next. It's like Netflix, right? We watch a couple of episodes in a row. We feel like we know everybody in that show. You watch one episode and you're like, oh, that's kind of good. But like, maybe you're going to forget to come back the next week and watch like the next episode. So you at least want three out. And I think having one of every style, like you're welcome to it and then having it an interview and ha- will give you what you need. That also then allows you to be ahead of the game in your content mm-hmm. calendar. And with your, right, you can have, um, you can have the graphics done. You can have the playlists done. You can have everything done for that before you, you publish the podcast, right? So before you publish okay. it, like, because you will have had the interview, you'll have your solo episode recorded, get the, get the, you know, blog post for each of those, get the playlist, get whatever it is you're going to do, have it all ready. And then that way you're already on to the next while that's all coming out. So you can stay ahead. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, That's, and for anybody out like, it's okay to bank stuff and it's okay to have a, a calendar. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to meet people and you're going to be like, oh my God, but this is so good. And I want to put them on my podcast right now. Again, number one, it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want, whatever you want. Right. But also if you have these themes, as you meet people that have stories to tell, you can go ahead and in the moment and in the inspiration and then have these conversations and still publish it during the month and the week that you have carved out for that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like people in content land are always like, but I felt motivated and I felt inspired and I had the inspiration. So I just needed to put, I can't pre-write content. I need to write in the moment when my heart is like spitting it out on paper. And I'm like, cool. 
that's a personal thing. Your business needs you to be a little more organized and structured than that. And so, you know, like what, what you need to do is you can still have the, I was at Home Depot and oh my gosh, this is such a great story to tell people about sales or whatever. Cool. Write it all out, but you don't have to publish it right then. You can bank it for the week that you have around sales and whatever the lesson is that you were supposed to tell that the Home Depot story tells, right? So this is how you can both be inspired and record mm -hmm. sessions in the moment while it's on your heart and interview people while things are going on and still publish it according to a schedule that is making sense from a business standpoint. Awesome. Um, so let's make sure though, that now that you're like, okay, like I've got an idea for how my ecosystems are going to work and how the content and kind of maybe some of the, the topics that I'm covering and then the people I need to find to tell that, you know, to talk about these topics and, and all of that this is Jordy. And like, I want to make sure Jordy can do all of this stuff. Right. So like, where are your concerns or challenges in terms of like, where are you, where are you scared that something might fall through the cracks or where is it that you might need support or where is it that you're like, should I get support or what questions do you have like around people to support you or resources or systems to support you in actually doing this? I think the biggest thing for me is just finding the right people to bring on to interview um, obviously like just in this conversation, I have, I feel so much more confident in what the show will be about. And I have people in mind, but I don't want it to feel like, I don't want people to, I don't want people who are younger listening to be like, why is she talking to this person? And I don't want people who are a little bit closer to my age, be like, I don't really care about this. Like, I, I just don't want people to feel like it's too spread out as far as who I interview. Um, which again, is that like fear of failing. <laughs> Um, but I also just want to start strong. So I, I want to make sure that I, I, I build a really, really strong foundation and I, I set the expectation for how the show will be, will go forward. Yeah. I love that. So here's my suggestion for you there. It, it's in the, if you guys have been listening to me at all ever, and you guys know that when I say you're starting something in your business, do market research. And it, the same is true for a podcast. And the market research can help you with almost everything that you just talked about. So here's what I mean, right? I would start asking people who would be your audience, right? Like to talk with you, like where, where, or who could have been your audience or people who used to be in Greek life or are in Greek life or whatever around some of the challenges and obstacles that they face when it comes to X, Y, and Z. Where did they go to for support? Where would they turn for the solutions? What are they looking? That will show you how their mind is working and how they talk about those topics, right? That's one piece of it. But for you specifically, and knowing that we met on Clubhouse, some of these topics that you're thinking about, like how to ask for support right? Start a room in Clubhouse and just start talking about how to ask for support. It doesn't even have to be, you know, about Greek, but like when you've hit like a severe like moment in your life, how do you ask for support when you're too afraid or you can't trust or you feel like, you know, you're not able to or what, whatever. People will show up in that room, right? And they will start talking. You will start seeing experts that are interesting. Who's adding to the conversation? Who are people resonating with? See if on Clubhouse are already topics going on like this. Same on Facebook, right? Same with Facebook, uh, Facebook live videos, you know, look at blogs that are already out there. Like once you know your calendar and you're like, okay, one of my topics is how to ask for support when it feels like, you know, you're not supported by your family or your spouse or by anyone in your life. Like how do you ask for support when you're scared or whatever? You'll be led to pre-existing conversations, pre-existing things and say, who is it that is most likely 
who is it that it's looking to me align with my values, align with my personality, align with whatever? And are they somebody that I want to bring into my podcast world to tell this story? Does that so the sooner you can start doing that, like the sooner you outline your content calendar and you see these subtopics, the sooner you can Google them and also start looking for who's already having these conversations. And if you don't know, start having the conversation yourself and see who shows up and be like, I really jive with that person. Like I really want them on my podcast. We had a great conversation on Clubhouse and I want them here. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your content calendar can absolutely uh, help you do that. And the market research can also help you say, oh, this topic didn't go over the way I thought. Or what, like if you're just having informal conversations on Facebook or Clubhouse or whatever with your intended audience, right around that topic even, and with the types of experts who are also going to like hop up and start contributing, you can actually just listen and go, wow, that conversation went in a totally different way than I expected. Or like they all came in about this, but we all really ended up talking about this. Or so the idea is you want to start, just start, right? Because you're going to have, but Feel free too if you're not tied to a certain launch date, go in and participate in some of these conversations first. Right. And in fact, when we're talking about launching your podcast overall, if you go in and start building like an audience, right? Like I don't know how many people are in collegiate Greek life. There might be a good number on Clubhouse, actually. I have no idea, right? Like, um, in fact, I would be surprised if there aren't. But if you started going in and just talking about in general, right, uh, a, a certain generation that is hitting roadblocks and like you want to have all these different conversations, you can start saying, guys, like this is amazing. And I'm taking this over to a podcast. <laughs> like I'm going to be doing a podcast about these things and going deeper. Like these conversations have really inspired me to show up and really do that. And so you can start building a potential audience of listeners before ever launching your podcast. Does that make sense? So the more you have these conversations kind of informally out in different places, now you can say, do you want to get on the wait list for my podcast? I'm going to start a podcast on this. This has been incredible. Like here's my, my site, like go here and get on the wait list for my podcast podcast. So that's the other thing this market research can do is start building the potential audience before you've ever put an episode out there. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then here's the next thing. You can even take that audience and turn them into your launch team for your podcast. So when your podcast is ready to go, if you can say, okay, about a month before I know I want the first episode. Now there's all the, we can talk about like technical stuff like offline, but like If you're like, okay, a month before I want that first episode to be heard, right? I want to have a real launch and I'm going to use people, right? The way I I, I did a launch team for my podcast and it was um, all people who already had grown to know, like, and trust me, were a part of my audience, really wanted to spread this, but it became a thing. It's like share up, like we pre-drafted copy about the podcast and it was like, hey, if you share about this and you share up to X times, like you're entered for different tiers. So if they shared about it once, they automatically received like some kind of prize, like a PDF around X, Y, and Z. But for the people who shared it like four times, right, then they were entered to win free coaching or they were entered to win a behind the scenes experience with some of the people that I was interviewing or they were able to. So how that looks, right, is something that we can like draft later. But what I want you to Mm -hmm. see is you can have the audience is excited and already getting excited about this podcast coming to be because they're part of it. Like they're helping create it through the conversations that are happening. Also become your launch team to get the word out and build audience even more because they are going to be connected to people like them who are able to like 
bring in those listeners, right? So same for you guys out there. If you have a book or if you have something like that, like your audience can really become your launch team and you can make it a fun, interactive, prize-filled experience even that helps you reach more people. So if you're not tied to like, I have to get the episode out right away, I would plan about a month-long launch for your po- for your podcast. Okay. And that gives you time while you're doing that to like bank some episodes, record some episodes, get ahead of it, right? Because that's always where a podcast falls down is like, or any content. I think anybody putting content out in any kind of way knows it's when you can't keep up with it, right? When things life gets busy and things get busy and you have to miss a week and then you're like, ah, I missed a week, right? And then you're like, ah, and then it's easy to miss another week and another week. But if you stay ahead, you have that content banked where you can just pull stuff out of the bank and say, we're ready to go go for this now. So is that helpful in thinking like how you can use the market research for both finding uh, interviewers and finding audience and finding even topics, right? And then turning that into a potential audience before you even have the podcast out and a launch team as well? Yeah, 100%. Okay, cool. And I think those conversations will help you as practice. It's like, okay, I'm like, this is, it's not going to be a formal podcast, although you absolutely can pull out your phone and act like you're recording an episode, right? Like just get really comfortable with recording fake episodes and seeing how Mm -hmm. they land and maybe saying, Hey guys, I want to invite like 10 people in for this private listening thing where I'm going to record a podcast episode. And then I'd love your thoughts around it. I'd love like, what, what did you love? What did you not love? That could help with your marketing too. So that can be a little bit of the market research as well. Cool. Cool. And so then, yeah, that's, so guys, that's how you outline anything you're going to do in your business. It's like, really know what is it? What is it about? Who is it for? And for the people who it's for, what are they doing before, during, after? What are they getting? What are what do I want them to do? What are the actions I want them to take? What is in it for me? Why am I doing this? Am I going to get the results from it that I want? And then what does this look like? What is the format? How does this connect to all the other areas of my business, my total ecosystem, right? Like, how am I going to stay motivated to do this? And then do I need a team? Do I need, like, for a podcast, it'd be... Do I need an editor? Do I need certain software? Do I need, do I feel comfortable to do that? Or do I feel like I want to have people I'm interviewing now so that when I'm too busy to do it myself, I'm able to pass it on to an editor or something like that, right? So really building your team around it and then saying, okay, what is it that success looks like overall for me, right? So that's something that I want you to say here. Like, what does success look like to you? Letting go of what you said at the beginning of the perfectionist side of Jordy and that I have all my episodes and they're all done and they're all perfect and everyone's loving them and everyone's sharing because that's everybody's definition of success, right? For for anything. But I want you to get to a deeper, what does success really mean for you here? Success would be helping somebody feel like they're not alone. Um having gone through the experience multiple times and felt alone or feeling alone through a lot of those experiences. If I can be that, you know, quote unquote, big sister to somebody, that would be success because nobody should have to go through like, you know, those hard experiences by themselves. And, and my definition of success has changed over the years. I I thought it was money. I thought it was social media following. And, and now that I've, you know, hit rock bottom once again, (laughs) I'm just realizing like the more people I can support it, that's, that's success to me. So I'm going to challenge you on two things here, Jordy. So the first is you said, I want them to feel like they're not alone. So we've already touched on it a little bit. 
But how will you know that? So you need to make sure you put these things in place. Like they can email me. Okay, cool. You need an email address. They can join my community. Okay, cool. They can share something with a hashtag. Okay, great. Like they can, so whatever it is, like what will let you know that that happened, right? If that's how you're going to be measuring a piece of the success of the podcast, that also shows you some things you want to have in place before the podcast airs. But the next way I'm going to challenge you a little bit is my de- the RITA definition of success. So the RITA definition of success can never be measured by anything external that's happening. So it's not results that I'm getting. It's not interaction that I have. To me, success is who am I being as I endeavor to do this thing, right? So like you are about to go into podcasting, which is not easy because there's a lot of moving pieces and it can be really like, you can just get tired sometimes. Like sometimes it's like any piece of business. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes a guest doesn't come through. Sometimes something happens, right? So you're going to hit all of these moments, right? But I want you to now define success for this podcast from who you are. So I am a person who, what? What as a podcaster, knowing you're about to go and put this podcast out, could be your definition of success. So for some business owners, when I tell them, okay, great, your number of followers, no longer your definition of success, not even how many clients hire you or what the results are in their life, but how you showed up in your business. People will be like, well, I'm a person who gets visible daily. I'm a person who honors my time blocks. I'm a person who stays committed even when it feels hard. I'm a person who asks for help when I need it. I'm a person who, so like to be the kind of person, right? Like to have the kind of podcast you want with the impact and results you want, you have to be the kind of person that would have that kind of result. Tell me who that person is. I think it's somebody who shows up. I don't love this word, but I love it. <laughs> um, but I think it's just showing up every day and staying authentic and and staying resilient. Um, because that's, you know, if I don't show up, then I can't help other people. And if I'm not true to who I am, then who is it going to help? So like, I would love for you to write out a paragraph and I started writing it a little bit for you, but like, I am a person who, right? And I started writing for you. I'm a person who shows up for my podcast every day, right? Takes action towards my mission, uh, tells people about my podcast daily, right? Like things like that. Like, I'm like, oh, look at your face. See, nobody can see your face, but I saw her face because that's scary, right? But like, what kind of person would have that result? A person who invites people to listen to their podcast every day or who shares about the podcast every day or I'm a person who, you know, takes some kind of action every day. So like knowing what kind of person do I have to be, that's what you focus on to embody and that's 100% what you control. So the minute you show up as that person, you can't help but have a well-listened podcast. So it's like, I'm the kind of person who engages in conversations around hard topics, um, you know, invites other experts to share their expertise, uh, you know, reaches out to connect and network every day, shares about, I mean, I'm making these up. These aren't your, but like, whatever that is, that's what I want you to focus on. And if you put that system in place, you can't help but have any of the results that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, even if I'm a little scared to do it. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, I'm a person who takes action despite the fear, right? Yeah. I think about it, you're the person that got the tattoo and jumped out of the plane, right? So it's like, I'm, I'm the, I, I am a person who 
takes action even when it feels scary, right? I'm a person who asks for support when I need it. I'm a person who will get visible about my podcast daily. I'm the type of person that loves to highlight other experts so they can help people and have an impact. I'm a person who, you know, leads a community and shows up for it daily. Like whatever these things are, like that's what I want you to focus on because in the actions to take to do that will reveal themselves to you. And by doing those things, you will attract the results. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So that's what I have for you today. How are you feeling? Are you feeling more overwhelmed, less overwhelmed? Are you feeling like you have clarity around your podcast? Like, tell me a little bit about how you're feeling. Yeah, I feel like I have a lot of clarity um, and I'm excited and nervous and, but like all in, all in a good way. So there's definitely some butterflies, but also some like I have a to-do list that's going that I am excited to go work on. Well, cool. And this is what I want you to do. So I want you to like carve out like an hour every day for like the next week to work on this a little bit, right? Like at least an hour every day to work through this to-do list, to work through the actions. And then because you agreed to be live coach straight on my podcast, I want you to follow up with me and like show it to me. And then behind the scenes, you and I can hammer out a few more things or things that still feel a little unclear or more Mm -hmm. questions that came up. Like we will still coach offline, like to get that done. So it does not end here. I want you to really like work on it for the next week and then report back to me in a week and say, here you go. Here's what I got. And then we'll hammer out the details. So can you commit to that? Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. And Jordy, for people who are like, oh my God, I, I can't wait. Like I, I know my listeners are already probably cheering you on and they're like, do it. And I'll support your podcast when it comes. Where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they find yeah, you? Yeah, so my personal uh, social media is all Jordy Tiffany. So it's just my first and last name. And then the podcast, which is launching soon, um, is the Big Sis Podcast. So at the Big Sis Podcast. And that is the URL and the username. Okay, cool. And so guys, go follow her and and support her in her journey to get this podcast out. I really appreciate all of you. I know that you guys will be there for her and we'll be checking in with her as she like does it a little later too. But um, I guess I will be looking for your responses next week so we can move this forward. And I want to say again, Jordi, thank you so much for being here and trusting me and trusting my audience and putting this out here. Um, I know how hard that can be, but I really do hope that this was helpful. I know it helped so many people out there. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, that's it. If you want to be live coached on a future episode or on a challenge or to produce a result that you want in your business, please email me at feedback at ritamamedoit.com and let me know. And I would be happy to have you on a future episode. Stay tuned next week. My guest expert is none other than Brian Fanzo. And for those of you who don't know him, Google him immediately. He is incredible. We're talking all about video, virtual presentations, whether that's a Facebook Live or whether that's a professional speaking engagement. And right now, virtual guys, it's here to stay in some kind of capacity, shape, or form. So if you're using video in any kind of way for your business, you are not going to, or you want to, or you're terrified to, or whatever it is, you are not going to want to miss this episode. So I will catch you next week on another episode of the Read Mimi Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. 
It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.